This week on episode 80 of the Odd Dad Out podcast, it's all about the money. As in, really expensive shit. Like noise-canceling forks, diamond-encrusted stilettos, and everything in between. I've even got a guy who thinks the long-dead Sam Walton still owes him money. And just to be forewarned, I'm, I'm using a different system today, so I'm trying to drop all of the everything in, in line, so if I happen to slip around and hit a button that I shouldn't have, my bad. <laughs> it's a learning experience, guys, so let's, let's see how this goes, and let's get things started. Evening on that out podcast in 5, 4, 3... Two, one. Welcome to the Adana Podcast, where normal is not my specialty. I am your host, as always, the constantly sniffly <laughs> Adam Higgins, the Odd Dad Out. And on this fun little show of mine. I, I tell my personal little stories about weird stuff and what's going on in my world, and I make fun of some weird news stuff, and normally I, I will feature a, a different podcast that I think you should be listening to and do a lot of, of that sort of fun thing, but I'm not gonna lie. Uh, this week, I don't have an, uh, a recommended listening feature, in part because I've been busy, and in part because when it comes to that feature, I do make it a point that, A, I'm subscribed to the show, and I thoroughly enjoy the show, and I, it's, it's something that, again, I, I don't... I don't cheap out on my recommendations. I, I I look at it as if I'm going to recommend something, I'm going to stand by it. And if and so, to a certain degree, it's a, a level of integrity for me. I realize that you know maybe I don't have the the clout to say, oh, my recommendations mean something, but it means something to me. So in that regard, I'm I'm very thin compared to like my subscriptions at this point, and so. Like what I'm subscribed to and the number of recommendations and things I put out. I'm listening to a lot of new shows, but I'm not going to say, Hey, this new show that I just started listening to, you should check it out. Uh, with the exception of the restaurant, restaurant podcast, uh, last week, because that was an established host that I've already recommended. It's like, Hey, check out his new thing. Um, so I don't have a feature this week. Uh, if you, anybody out there, have a show that you think I should listen to, preferably not your own. <laughs> Let's not be cheap. Um, let me know. And I will uh, take a look at it. Or if you want to record a feature for me, do that. Because that would be really cool to see, hey, somebody else's recommendations, not just my own. And then I, I get, I'm, uh, removed from that whole, uh, liability, or not liability, but that, uh, it's not my recommendation, it's your recommendation. And that's even better that it's coming from you 
the listener, rather than me, the schmuck at a desk. So, <laughs> so what's been going on this week? A bunch of stuff, and I realize I'm kind of in uh, uh, update mode right now <laughs> because of that whole bit. And I probably could have saved it to the end, but whatever. Uh, so, this week is uh, National Podcast Post Month. This week, this month, November, is National Podcast Post Month. And so, because I got challenged to do this by uh, John from Brand X, which, seriously, it was a case of, I saw him post that up, post up his first episode on Twitter, and I was like, man, if I had known about this, I could have taken this challenge. And he basically outright called me a chicken. He's like, hey, I just heard about it, and I did it today. So I was like, I found out about it today. I recorded it. I posted it. It doesn't have to be a big, long thing. So, well, shit, I, you know, I kind of had that Marty McFly moment where, like, nobody calls me a chicken. So I got on mic and I basically kind of, you could almost call it, like, just audio blogging. And I basically turn on the music and talk for, eh, it's about four minutes that the music runs. And just kind of uh, vamp a bit. I'm like, what am I talking about today? I have not a clue. But it's it's been a fun thing. And so it's been interesting and um, I'm like, I'm not going to do those little mini things on regular show days. I was like, why I'm doing a whole show that kind of covers my basis for those days, but you're going to see the feed get very cluttered uh, for eh, the next month. I'm thinking I may spin that off into another show that I've, because I've always got a million shows, um, into the Adam's randoms. And it may be just that, that it's just going to be those little mini rants. Almost like, a if you're familiar with the, the family guy movie, the Stewie Griffin story bit with, uh, Peter's what grinds my gears. I think that's going to be it. That's basically what that's going to turn into. It's just going to be a short little segment of me talking and me maybe ranting. And maybe I'll be able to execute that daily. I don't know. But I'll figure that out. <laughs> but that is that. Speaking of uh, me and new podcasts, because I'm just full of them right now. If you were tuning in on Halloween and you uh, have listened to the Odd Out There episode... That show, literally, we na- we came up with that name after the fact. Uh, I've I've been kind of tossing around for the better part of a year the idea of doing a ghost story, sort of paranormal ish weird stuff uh, uh, podcast, and I've pitched it to my sisters like, "Hey, you want to host this?" Because I don't have the time, and it turned into, "Hey, let's do a Halloween special with ghost stories," and. In that same vein, because I got my wife involved and it went from, okay, we're going to plan this out to we didn't have time to get everything planned out and turned into just kind of a ghost story version of mom and dad cuss. But we do want to kind of work on that whole show in that format. But what I want to know is, would you guys like to hear more of that? Would you want something like that? 
Or do you know somebody who would want more ghost story stuff or something like that? We're going to work on it. We're going to refine it. I want it to be a more structured show than everything else I do. But it's uh, if you are interested, let us know because it's going to be a very limited show, probably like a once a month kind of thing. But it's something that we're we're interested in and we want to kind of look into. But I feel like we're not going to put in all this effort into doing this whole other show if there isn't really an audience for it or if you know we're not getting the best feedback whatever so we want to know or we want and we want your stories because this is entirely going to be based on user stories so we want to hear your ghost stories your creepy stuff even if it's hey i you know, there was all, I would lived in a house and there were all these noises and everybody said this old man died there. Whatever. You got a creepy story about something that freaked you out when you were a kid or whatever. Let me know. You know, send me an email, uh, record it on your phone and send it to me, whatever. Uh, I'd love to hear it. It's just more fun, creepy stuff to share with the world. And I, I always say people with creepy stories, love an outlet to tell them because when you've got a creepy story you just want somebody that will listen and not laugh at you so that is what we are building we want to have a place where you can tell your creepy stories and we're not going to laugh at you okay we might laugh at you but we might be laughing at the story in general not at you we're going to laugh with you because uh, we've got tons of creepy stories and we laugh at some and others we cringe with fear. <sighs> lots going on, lots going on. But into even more current events. Speaking of Halloween, Halloween just passed. We just got past Halloween this week. And man, it's a, it's a busy time around our house. And if, if you... Listen to mom and dad cuss. You basically got the gist of what Halloween entails for us, but it goes, it's, 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 it's fall cleaning for us. We clean the house top to bottom. We do, we physically and spiritually cleanse our home. And then we, you know, we do the, we take the boys trick or treating. We do all that stuff. And, but in that whole, you know, cleaning top to bottom thing uh <laughs> because I'm a dumbass that way I managed to uh, scorch my sinuses with uh cleaning fumes uh cleaning my bathroom I actually was like scrubbing the bathtub and all this if you've ever used that kaboom foam you know that like it sprays on purple and turns white when it's clean well when you use that stuff in a small bathroom and you have to keep the door closed so that the the two-year-old doesn't come in and fuck with everything you you kind of scorch you burn your sinuses out basically and so right now i'm still kind of recovering from that so if i'm extra sniffly today that's why and and at this point I'm going, there's so much of it. There's no way I'm going to be able to edit out every sniffle and sniff and, and whatnot just from, I, my nose hurts a lot. <laughs> That's it. My nose hurts a lot right now. Cause again, I'm a dumbass, you know, 
burn out my sinuses, poison myself and my child doing yard work. You know, standard dumbass behavior for me. Uh, <laughs> you know, retort, record an entire podcast with the mic muted. Shit like that. Yeah, I did that. Yesterday, I did that. <laughs> but it's it's just my dumbassery. But back on uh, like Halloween and stuff. Uh, so this year we decided, well, we always do, and I think I've talked about it before, we always do kind of a family theme because my wife is cheesy like that. You know, we'll all be vampires or we'll all be a rock band or, or something like that. And this year we went with mice. And I don't even remember why we went with mice. Uh, we were sitting there spitballing ideas. Like, hey, what are we going to do? And somewhere farmers and three blind mice and like stuff like, and all these sort of things. It's like, because we DIY our costumes, we don't go out and buy a bunch of Ninja Turtles or whatever. It's like, oh, we're all going to be Ninja Turtles. And then mom can be April. Like It just doesn't actually, I think about it. That would totally work. It's like, I've got four boys. There's four turtles. Could do next year, four Ninja Turtles. I'm Splinter. Mom is April. I don't think we're going to find a yellow jumpsuit that'll fit somebody who's uh, four, ten and a half. So that might be a problem. She'd enjoy having red hair though. So maybe we'll see. Anyway, I could be Casey Jones and walk around with a hockey mask. I don't know. We'll see. But that's next year. But this year we were basically all the boys were country mice. And so we went and we got them all like plaid shirts and, and Sam was wearing like little corduroy coveralls and or uh, like overall look adorable. And then we bought them like some cheap, like mouse ears and tails on Amazon. So all in all, I think we did up everybody for 40 bucks. <laughs> so family of six, all fully costumed, uh, for 40 bucks. Cannot argue that shit, but <laughs> this was Sam's first. He's two now. Last year he went out with us. I was like, we all, all go out trick or treating and everything. But, uh, last year he was in the stroller. And so like, yeah, it's me walking up to the house with a stroller holding his candy bucket. And I was like, it's for him. I swear it's for him, not me. Because I'm totally going to give the one year old candy. But here, um, but yeah, this year he actually was walking. And he was walking from house to house, all adorable with his mouse ears. And he loved his mouse ears. If they fell down, he got so mad. Incidentally, we have a pair of like Mickey Mouse ears that the boys all fight over and love to wear because they love Mickey Mouse for forever. So him getting other kind of mouse ears that he doesn't have to fight over and a tail. Oh, he was so excited. <laughs> but so we we started off and we we're one of those families where... It's like the boys go to bed fairly early. And so we're like, well, they've got school tomorrow. Halloween was on a Tuesday. It's like, they got school tomorrow. We've got to get a relatively early start. We basically were all dressed up and ready to go. And it's just shy of six o'clock. And we're like, eh, sun's down at six, basically. We're like, and we go, we go outside and the sun is still kind of up and we don't see anybody. I don't want to start going and like there's nobody. And we basically we're in one of those kind of neighborhoods. And this time of year in Arizona, 
again, the sun is down at six. So really it's, it's, it's reasonable to not start trick or treating until the sun is down. Now, when I lived in Texas, because of daylight savings time, we, we would start like my little brothers and I, when we'd go trick or treating, we would start when the sun was still up because with daylight savings time, the sun would be up later. And we're like, well, it's almost seven. It's like, you know, still got, you know, a big neighborhood to cover. And then, you know, little kid, I got school tomorrow. So the little kids had to be in bed, shit like that. But in this case, sun's down at six o'clock. You basically wait here. You basically wait until the sun is down to go out trick or treating. And so we literally, we stood around walking and playing around in the front yard for probably 10, 15 minutes until the sun was down. It's like, all right. I think it's dark enough. Here, the sun's on this side. We'll go that direction. And we walked, we literally, we walked to further. We walked away from the sunset, uh, just to have the darker side of the street. But we covered about three blocks and we have a relatively tight neighborhood. And we're, we're basically like, almost like dead center in the neighborhood where our street's at. There's like three streets in one direction, three streets in the other direction. It's kind of like a big block and there's kind of a, 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 one main road that kind of circles our whole area and bisects the different sections of their neighborhood. And so last year we went up, you could say up from our street and we, you know, went up about three streets and kind of zigzagged through the neighborhood. This year we decided we're going to go the other way. And we actually passed, I think I've talked about how the house we're in now, we're actually a few blocks away from our old house. And not the house that I, we lived in when we started the show, uh, uh, older house, but we're like, Hey, we'll go that direction. And so we go the other way and go about like, three streets back. Uh, <laughs> and it's, and it's fun. But the, one of the funnest things about our neighborhood is our neighbors there. I will say there aren't a ton of houses that, that give out candy. And I think it's because we live like out here in surprise. There are, it's, we're, we're right up against Sun City, retirement communities. There's a lot of old people. There's also a lot of empty houses from snowbirds. And so it's entirely possible that your neighbors aren't there just because they're in Washington right now. You know, it's like they're in their summer home right now. So, you know, half your neighbors may not even be around. But what neighbors we do have like to give out handfuls of stuff. We got every house you go to in our neighborhood. It's not a take one. It's, you know, they give out, just reach into the huge bowls and give you handfuls of candy for every kid. And again, four boys. And of course, because my boys are adorable. Okay, the older two are, they're cute, but they're obnoxious. But the two little boys are so cute. They can just walk up after they've already gotten a big handful in their bag. They'll walk up and just grab a handful out of the the candy bowl from the person and they'll laugh about it. And they'll, oh, that's so cute. Here you go. And they'll give them another handful. So they'll have like two handfuls and what they just jacked from the bowl. And they'll be like, oh, it's so cute. So you end up with the two-year-old has the biggest haul and he's sitting there like, I'm holding his bucket anyway, but he's just making a killing on the adorable front. 
And that's one of those, those unspoken rules of Halloween. Either you've got to be the absolute scariest or you've got to be the absolute cutest. And I'm sorry, you're not going to beat a two year old in coveralls dressed as a mouse. You're not. Especially my two year old. He's adorable. But it was funny going because again, we're, we're going through the neighborhood and the boys are having a blast. Now we've realized in all of our, that our, our, our travels, I don't know, in our boys' ex- life experiences, that the baby, Sam, can't climb stairs. He can't handle steps well. And, like, you know, just stepping out of the front door, you know, something like that he has trouble with. Like, and we realized it was because the other boys all grew up in a house with stairs. They all grew up having, like, Bug was born into a house with stairs. He was climbing stairs when he was a year old. He learned to climb stairs at the same rate he was learning to walk. So as soon as he was on two legs, he was climbing the stairs on two legs. Uh, Sam, on the other hand, has never had that experience. He's never had to deal with stairs. And for the most part, a lot of the time when we leave the house, I just pick him up because it's a lot faster than having the two-year-old walk out to the car when I still have to pick him up and put him in the car seat anyway. But we realized that all of our, we don't have, I guess you'd say graded driveways. It's basically a hard curb and it's like, it's rolled, but it's a hard curb. And so every house he has to step up on like, as we, We've only got sidewalk on one side. So we're, we're going back and forth across the street to different houses. And every time we cross the street or leave a house or whatever, he's got to step up or step down off the curb. And again, he's two, he's got little legs to begin with. And he's now having to tackle these stair or these, this one step. And it, it takes him two steps to get over the curb. Cause again, little legs. And it's so adorable. It was like, I felt so bad because every house we left or got to, it basically meant uh, everything came to a crashing halt while we try and get, while Sam tries to get over the, the, at the, the curb at the end of the driveway. So it was cute. It was also annoying. <laughs> Just because, of course, he's walking with me. And so, yeah, fun. But it, it's, it, it's, I, I, love trick-or-treating. I think I've mentioned before, I, with very few exceptions, I have had very little lapse in time in my life of I'm not trick-or-treating. I still dress up with the boys every year because it's just more fun that way. But yeah, back to the night. Uh, <laughs> I think we were out for maybe an hour, hour and a half. Um, and again, we only hit like three blocks, decent sized street, but we went about you know, three streets back past our old house and all that stuff. But we get back to the last street. And of course that last street is just dead. There's think there's like maybe three houses on the entire street that were handing out candy. And we went from when we first turned the corner onto that street and we look and it's just dark. We're like, Oh shit. All right. <laughs> and my wife was pushing a stroller. We're like, Let's bring the stroller just in case when the little boys gets tired, we can stick them in there. And for the most part, it gotten to, again, this is the last street. Their bags are pretty heavy at this point. So the little boys, their bags were sitting in the stroller and we're like, 
we've got a long way to go before we even get to another house. I'm just, I pick up the two little boys and just carrying them. <laughs> and by this point, Bug is sitting, he's like, Dad, my legs are breaking. <laughs> I'm like, Aw, buddy. All right, this is going to be the last street. And it basically turned into, you know, walk, get them all down to those last couple of houses on the street, and then we turned a corner and go back, just go straight back home and just kind of hit whatever last couple of houses we didn't hit on the other side of our street. But I basically carried them from house to house for the last, like, four houses. And I'm not a weak person, but my kids are heavy as shit. <laughs> They're solid little dudes. So between them, I think I was carrying about 80 pounds of kid and having to walk three blocks with them. <laughs> Which wouldn't be a problem if, you know, I didn't have big, heavy kids. I do. I know it. And so, uh, yeah, fun. But I did it and, and we had fun and it was a, it was a good time and the boys all enjoyed themselves and they had costumes that didn't require a crap load of breakdown. It was clothes. You know, it was jeans and, 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 you know, and country looking shirts. They were wearing normal human people wear these clothes. <clears throat> I was like, okay, we get home. So like ears and tails on the table, go get pajamas on. And then taking a baby wipe. And my wife had, uh, drawn their little mouse noses and whiskers on their faces. And you take a baby wipe. And it's like, all right, going to come erase your face, <laughs> you know, ears and tails on the table, go get pajamas. And then we start breaking down the candy. And I start realizing as we've got all of these bags, I put everything together and go check the bathroom scale. And normally I wouldn't do that because I'm like, I don't care. But I'm like, this shit's fucking heavy. 11 pounds of candy in about an hour. Damn. <laughs> I don't think I ever hauled that much. Now, I will say, for adorable kids, and especially in this neighborhood, lot of candy, a lot of handfuls. And again, cute kids, they're just able to get extra, extra, extra. But it's so funny. Again, I loved this neighborhood for Halloween because they're just generous as hell. Um, like 60 to 70% of that 11 pounds so probably six to seven pounds of that was chocolate. No bullshit. Th they just made a killing on chocolate as we're sitting there as parents do sorting out. It's like, okay, get the chocolate separated from all the rest of the stuff. And I remember when I was a kid, like our parents basically left us to, we have to sort our candy. And it was like, yeah, it was always, you separate your chocolate, your gum and your everything else. Not one piece of gum. The closest thing we got are these, uh, like Jolly Rancher hardened chew. I think that's what they're called, where it's like the hard Jolly Rancher outside and like the chewy, I think it's like a gum center. That's the closest thing we got to gum. <laughs> I'm used to every kid, you know, and again, I've got six brothers and sisters and I'm used to every one of us having probably a good handful of double bubble. Everybody knows those little fucking pink, your standard bubblegum. 
and having like a handful of those for every kid. You probably, with six kids, you probably have an entire like industrial sized bag of double bubble by the end of the night. Not one piece, but a metric fuck ton of chocolate. And with us, we like, and okay, here's a vote. Just sidebar for sorting candy. Do you put milk duds and whoppers with your chocolate? If you're sorting your chocolate for your, for Halloween candy, do you classify milk duds and whoppers with chocolate or are like, because they're weird. And I, I stuck the whoppers with the chocolate, but I felt like milk duds, because it's like a caramel and there's very little chocolate around it for the most part, it really doesn't matter as much if your milk duds melt because then it's just soft caramel. But I put the milk duds with the regular, with the other candy and whoppers with the chocolate and then ultimately i ended up mixing them back in because they they looked all lonely and insect and discriminated against over there with like twizzlers and nerds and stuff but <laughs> i felt bad for the what for the, the the milk duds i'm sorry but yeah so we we ended up breaking it apart and i get all the chocolate and pretty much chocolate is chocolate huge bag of fucking chocolate uh and then we got all of everything else, we're like, we got to break this down more. It's like, okay, get all the lollipops out. It's only a handful of lollipops. And again, another anomaly. Not one dum-dum. None. And last, and almost every year before, you get like a hand, because that's a great, cheap candy. You could buy a bag of dum-dums for two bucks and it's like 5,000 dum-dums. And you, you could just fucking chuck handfuls of dum-dums at kids all night for 10 bucks. And it's an easy, cheap, not one. The one that we had, my son got from school. And that's it. We didn't have a sing, we did not acquire a single dum-dum trick-or-treating. I'm like, what the hell? like twilight zone ass trick-or-treating are we getting it's all chocolate and no filler now my wife will argue that tootsie rolls and twizzlers are are filler um and i think she's crazy tootsie rolls and twizzlers are amazing but yeah (laughs) she actually put all the tootsie rolls in one in one bag and was like okay now we can just go throw that away like no there's nothing wrong with Tootsie Rolls. Tootsie Rolls are delicious. And then Twizzlers, and I love Twizzlers. I'm like, here, you can just have all these. Like, no, we're just going to incorporate them. The boys eat them too. But <laughs> we like broke apart. We're like, okay, well, here's chewy fruity candy. Here's hard fruity candy. Here's lollipops here. And I forget what the other fucking bag is. Like, but we ended up with four separate categorized candy things. And it was, it was just funny, like, as we broke it out further and further, and I think oh, we got one, one bag that's, oh, it's like all chewy toffee kind of stuff. So we've got like the Tootsie Rolls and Starburst and Laffy Taffy. Somebody was actually giving out handfuls of saltwater taffy. Yeah. So we've got a crap load of saltwater taffy, <laughs> but yeah, all those sort of chewy things. And then, yeah, it just, it's it's weird and then you got like your your nerds and your bottle caps and your your skittles and all those and it just we got 
You get it all broken out and categorized and crap. And I even went through the chocolate and pulled all the standard, like your, your normal Hershey bars and took all of those out. Cause you're not, if you're a, you're a food person and you know this, you're not supposed to refrigerate chocolate. It's actually bad for chocolate to be refrigerated. It's bad for the flavor. Uh, but it's, it's easier to store that way. And for, cooking purposes and recipes it's good to have frozen chocolate especially if you want to shave it um, and so i took all the little hershey bars the regular normal uh, like the original plain plain that's the word i'm working for plain hershey bars and and stuck all those in the bag in the freezer but other than that we got like probably a good third of our chocolate is still Reese's. <laughs> no bullshit. Except we got a lot of those fucking white chocolate ghosts. I don't know what the hell Reese's was thinking. Did It seemed like there was a shortage of, of peanut butter pumpkins this year, but nobody has fucking peanut butter pumpkins and we got a shit ton of those white chocolate ghosts. I don't like white chocolate. So now I'm a little ticked. I'm going to have to give most of the Reese's to the boys because I don't like white chocolate. Anyway... <laughs> But yeah, we just, we made a killing on, on everything this year and it was amazing. I can't believe that we did so much. It was so funny. Uh, but it, it was fun and I, and we love Halloween and we had a good time and we wore ourselves the hell out and by the, and the boys, we got back and they, like, when I grew up, we always had a rule. You get one piece of candy before bed. And so the boys all got to pick out one piece of candy. And of course, while we're sitting there getting, you know, everybody situated, apparently Bug was the first one in the door. He immediately reached into his grab, his bag, grabbed a, a Tootsie Pop and gnawed his way through his Tootsie Pop in the time it took everybody else to get changed out of their costumes and into their pajamas. And I just remember my wife being like, yeah, I think Bug took a Tootsie Pop. We got to figure out what happened. It was like, oh, he finished it. What? I was like, yeah, he finished it. It's like, I'm in there changing Sam and he's sitting there with a, you know, completely empty Tootsie Pop stick. He finished it. <laughs> like, and it's half the damn, how many licks did he take? Zero and half. Um, shit. He just gnawed his way through that and he is going to be wired. Like, nope. Everyone fucking crashed hard. <laughs> All the boys crashed hard. Of course, we didn't. We stayed up because we're adults, right? And we're, no, we fucking went down hard. <laughs> uh, I think my wife had some homework she had to do. So she was sitting there doing some of that stuff. And then, so she was doing that. But I also, I had show prep that I had to start doing. But yeah, we very easily knocked out. <laughs> it was like, nope, night's over. <laughs> so that was our Halloween. It was fun. Uh, you know, made a killing. I've got a fuck ton of candy that I'm already seeing the, the results on the scale. And I got up this morning and I, I, now I know again, I'm not fat, but seeing the numbers climbing so quickly for me, I'm up two pounds from last week. No bullshit. I'm, I'm like fucking candy. <laughs> I've determined it's my, it's my gummy worm problem. It's my candy problem. I have a candy problem. I have a sweet tooth and I have a problem with candy. So, yeah, I need to uh, 
work on that, I think. But while I work on that, <laughs> I'm going to take a, a quick Potter and Family promo break. And I will be right back. Hi, my name's Jeremy. I've listened to podcasts for years. I've always had questions about my favorite shows or for my favorite hosts. I started a Facebook group called Podcasts We Listen To. It's a place where listeners can talk about their favorite shows and find new favorites. It's a place where podcasters can get tips on improving their shows, share their shows, and find new audiences. It's a place for all things and all genres of podcasts. That group has taught me that we all have questions about our favorite hosts. And now that group has become a show called Podcasts We Listen To. You can join me every Wednesday as I sit down with your favorite podcast hosts. You can get in questions for hosts by emailing them to podswelistento at gmail.com. Or you can tweet me at podcastswlt. And of course, you can join the Facebook group as well. I'd love for you to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your favorite shows. See you next Wednesday. Mysteries, conspiracies, weird history, and the unexplained. A new topic each week. So join me, Chris the Mole Man, as we crack open a beer and maybe have a few laughs as we explore the weird and the strange of the Couch Potato Files. Check out a new episode every Friday at thecouchpotatofiles.com. All right, let's get on with the money. <laughs> All right. $130 fork silences slurping noise from noodles. Uh, Nissan, I'm going to pronounce it Nissan. I'm, I'm not 100% sure. Uh, don't get mad at me, Japan. Uh, Nissan, the company that invented the instant ramen noodle has created a fork that generates a, a sound to cancel out the sound of noodle slurping. Now, if you're, if you know this, uh, but in Japan, it's actually proper form to slurp your noodles. And like the, like it, it's seen as one, you're the slurping and you're getting, you're aerating. So you're getting that extra air that's opening up the flavor. So you, they, you get all of the flavors of the, of the noodles better. Uh, but it's also seen like the kind of the ravenous slurpiness. It's seen as a sign of respect for the chef and whoever made the meal. Um, to Westerners, especially Americans, it's gross. You know, personally, I, I grew up eating ramen like crazy and I can eat, eat like three fucking things of instant ramen and just, that's it. Sorry to everybody who just got grossed out. But. No, not sorry. You're supposed to slurp your noodles. Anyway, but, uh, uh, yeah, so, but Westerners, and especially because Western tourism to Japan is getting so huge because people have unhealthy obsessions with anime, uh, that they, they complain a lot. I think they call it like noodle shaming or noodle bullying or something like that. I forget what it's like. But they basically, they, he created this fork that, they use the same technology they use in the the noise canceling toilets that uh how do they put it uh covers the sound of unpleasant digestive noises with a calming uh counter noise and you basically have the same technology in a fork so you can't hear somebody slurping 
don't go to a noodle shop in Japan, you wussy. But, <laughs> but yeah, $130 for a fork so that you're, you're, you're the wussy guy next to you doesn't hear you slurping your noodles, even though that's how you're supposed to eat ramen noodles. I have this argument with my wife all the time. I just don't eat ramen around her. <laughs> Moving on up. Staying in food world. $214 grilled cheese sandwich made with edible gold. So at Serenity 3 in New York City, which already sounds like a fucking schmancy ass, everything's going to cost an arm and a leg restaurant. Uh, they make a grilled cheese sandwich. And let's just run through this shit. $214 grilled cheese sandwich using French bread baked with Dom Perignon, champagne, and 23 karat gold in the bread. It's filled with imported, I can't pronounce this, fancy-ass Italian cheese. <laughs> uh, there's way too many consonants in there, I can't pronounce this. Uh, it's in the show notes, <laughs> if you really want to see what this shit is. It's a really expensive sandwich. Uh, uh, highly expensive, like, apparently there's only like 25,000 cows in the entire world that are they milk to get this cheese, this schmancy-ass cheese. Uh, uh, that is then gilded with, again, gilded with 23 carat gold leaf and served up with a tomato and lobster bisque because, you know, grilled cheese and tomato soup. It is literally a, a grilled cheese sandwich made with gold. The fuck, people. How much of a schmancy ass, fancy bastard you gotta be? Did you? Like, I'm so rich, I eat golden grilled cheese. Fuck you, peasants. <laughs> and that's totally what they sound. They don't sound like this. Like they're talking down to you. No, no. They're going to be all smarmy and shit. They're going to be like, fuck you, peasant. <laughs> Just like that. I don't know why. <laughs> they're going to talk down to you all street because it's 2017. Damn it. And it's New York City. And I'm not going to do a New York City accent because I'm pretty sure that all of New York will kill me. I don't have listeners in New York yet. Probably won't after this one. <laughs> anyway, I just don't get that. I, and you, you hear those stories about the, oh, it's made with edible gold. Fuck that. Gold is better suited to be worn or used for electronics or something. Why are you going to eat gold? It's not digestible. You're going to be shitting gold. You will be. And then you're just going to throw it away. That's it. You are literally paying $214 for gold for you to shit gold. That's what it is. Just saying. All right. <laughs> Getting away from food and moving into fetishes, oddly enough. Uh, woman earns over, or at least claims to earn over $70,000 per year taking pictures of her feet. So... This woman, uh, known on Instagram as Scarlet Vixen, uh, she basically had some people like, hey, you know, you can make money on, uh, on the internet selling pictures of your feet. And she's like, I, what the hell are you talking about? Well, it's a fetishy thing and people with fetishes will pay for their fetishes. And so she just started posting pictures of 
her feet on Instagram and she got really popular and, you know, much like so many other things, you can put in ads and sponsored posts and things like this. And, and then people started saying, wanting like specialty pictures and certain parts of like, Hey, can I get a close up of your, your left, your, the big toe on your left foot? Like, oh yeah, that does it for me. And people will pay for that. And like, so her, her viewers started showering her with gifts and money and all this. And so, and again, she's selling like custom pictures. She does insist. She, as much as she gets tons and she says the vast majority of her, her comments and her, her feedback is really perverted. And she, she's like, she's not going to turn her back on the fact that she makes such a good living taking pictures of her feet. She says she posts up like three different new pictures every day, but she insists she does not do nude pictures and she will not do nude pictures. I'm like, no, I do the foot thing. I make plenty of money doing the foot thing. I don't have to be naked. Even though she says she gets a crap ton of requests for nude pictures. I'm like, yeah, cause you're a pretty lady she's attractive i'll give her that she's absolutely an attractive woman i'm not into feet so the you know the focus of the picture being feet not my thing but she's an attractive woman (laughs) i wouldn't mind if 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 she were to have unclothed uh, pictures out there but again i'm not a foot person moving on staying with feet oddly enough i told you i had them Jewel-encrusted stilettos that will set you back, wait for it, $15 million. Yeah, US, $15 million. Let's get into the construction of these bitches. All right, they are officially declared the world's most expensive pair of high heels, obviously. Uh, stilettos contain over 1,000 diamonds of various colors and rarities, including, like, some, like, blue diamonds and things like... There's, like, in one color of diamonds, I think it's... There's, like, $25,000 with, like, three diamonds because it's such a rare diamond. Crazy shit. So, yeah, there's over a 1,000 diamonds set in platinum, because why not? Um... The shoe, like the main construction of the shoes themselves, they're made of 24 karat gold painted leather. So it's hand stitched leather painted with gold, uh, stitched using 18 karat gold thread. It has solid gold zippers and rose gold accents throughout. Why? <laughs> this is up there with the the diamond bras. Those like Victoria's Secret. We're gonna make one of these a year, and it's gonna be a bra that costs like fifty million dollars because it's you know on Heidi Klum. That's why. Cause, yeah. Honestly, if if I'm paying fifty million dollars, Heidi better fucking come with it. Uh, honestly, I, I think that they're only like one million. I think for those things. I don't know. I don't buy diamond encrusted bras to know. I sure as hell am not buying diamond and gold fucking stiletto heels. 
Uh, one, because they're probably not in my size. And two, because who the f- you're not going to wear that. You're going to stick those on a fucking shelf. Just like the diamond bra. You don't wear the diamond bra. Does anybody ever buy those, by the way? I don't know. I feel like every year they just keep, you know, they, they add enough or take away enough so it fits the model that's wearing it. Who's probably got like a, a shock collar or something on her somewhere so that if she tries to run, they can just zap her. <laughs> because if you're wearing that many diamonds, I don't care who you are. You're going to think about running. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, that's, it's right up there. Those like multi-million dollar, let's put as many diamonds as we fucking can on this thing. No, it's dumb. <laughs> it's a, it's a bad idea. Shoes are meant to be worn. Now, you can have pretty shoes. That's fine. You can have some pretty shoes. That's great. There's no reason to have shoes essentially made of gold and diamonds. It's too hazardous. It's too much of a risk. How do you know you're not going to lose one diamond and suddenly you just dropped like $5,000 on the ground because a rock came loose from your shoe? A loose thread on your your shoe is going to cost you $5,000. No! No. You're going to buy these shoes if whoever the fuck ever crazy enough to spend $15 million on a pair of shoes. You're going to buy these shoes. You're going to put them in a glass box with another layer of bulletproof glass around them and a fucking thumbprint scanner and a retinal scan and a a a 24-hour-a-day HD uh, security camera projecting out to your living room on your, you know, 64 inch, uh, ultra high def 4k TV so that you know that nothing is going to fuck with your shoes because you just spent $15 million on fucking shoes. You can probably afford the security system you're going to need for $15 million shoes, but it's still fucking dumb to have them. Huh. Really, whoever buys those shoes deserves this spot. But I've got to give it to this old guy. It's time for the Jackass of the Week. A man eats his way through Walmart claiming Sam Walton owes him, wait for it, 50 bucks. That's right, we went from $15 million to $50. Uh, a Pennsylvania man was arrested for misconduct and, and theft after walking through a Walmart, eating donuts and drinking apple cider, claiming that Sam Walton, who's been dead for quite a long time, uh, still owes him 50 bucks. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't understand Short of this guy just being a homeless person with dementia or just a homeless person who figured, fuck it, what are they going to do to me? Uh, what? <laughs> You're going to walk around Walmart claiming that you can just take whatever the fuck you want because Sam Walton owes you 50 bucks. Now, did he, and it's apple, they said it was like apple cider and donuts and Ritz crackers. And that's a, it's going to take a bit to get up to 50 bucks. And you might want to start grabbing some more expensive food if that's how you're going to recoup the money that Sam apparently owes you. Um, really, if you're going to do that, you should go in, you shouldn't go into a Walmart. You should go into a Sam's club and just 
pick up a case. Just pick up the whole fucking case of the whatever the fuck you decide to and sit in a corner and just sit there scarfing the jumbo case of Ritz and the jumbo case of donuts because at least you'll get your 50 bucks out of it. Because it's going to be a lot harder walking around a regular Walmart. Unless you get some schmancy cider. I don't know. I don't shop for cider at Walmart. I don't know what expensive cider runs other than like, you know, hard cider like Angry Orchard and Reds and shit like that. I don't know. Even that's not that expensive. 50 bucks of, of Angry Orchard is a lot. So, yeah. I don't know. I don't, and, you know, is he, is he knocking off amounts for this, his tab? It's like, alright. We're down to $47. 42. I don't know. Let's just fucking get us. But yeah, they, they tried to throw him out. I was like, dude, you gotta get out of here. He refuses to leave. They call the cops and he's screaming and raving saying, no, Sam owes me this money. I don't know how that, if that's how it went down. All I know is a guy didn't want to leave and said, fucking Sam Walton. Again, long dead. Sam Walton owes him 50 bucks. So I'm gonna take it from your store. Ah, your stores. I don't know. <laughs> crazy people. Crazy people. But, just for the hell of it, let's play a few more podcast promos because I like sharing these with you and I'll be right back and we'll we'll wrap up the show shall we uh, dude bitch <laughs> so this is what our podcast is normally like uh, my name is Gareth I'm Bex. Why did you say it like that? What? Because I didn't realize you were going to leave that in there. <laughs> so I tell you, the mic's live all the time. You're a dick. And you can experience this kind of random shenanigans every week on the other podcast, Garris Random Ramblings. You can With find Bex. us... What? With Bex. You get... Fine. <laughs> it's Garris Random Ramblings. You can find us on iTunes or Spreaker, or you can also check out GarethRandomRamblings.space. Because Gareth is too cheap for the dot com. He's just a guy. He loves to ramble randomly across the wire. It's Gareth. Hey there, we are the LWAF Podcast. I am Joe. And I'm Nick. Each week we select two films from the Netflix library and then we discuss them. You know, Joe, it's been over 20 years since we graduated from film school together and now we have a podcast show for it. And usually we disagree about movies. But even when we agree, we disagree about why we agree. I disagree. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and at the Castify.fm website. And you can find us and follow us on our own website, lwafpod.com. So, since I don't have a recommended listening feature for this week, I do want to tell you about something new that's come up. Uh, I am now part of the Surprise Motherfuckers Network. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just too good of a joke. Uh, made up of myself. Uh, Chris the Mole Man from the Couch Potato Files and Mike Jolitz from the Mike Jolitz Show and the Big Big Show with Mike Jolitz because he's just got a name that you can stick in shit. Uh, but yeah, the three of us all living in Surprise, Arizona, it just makes for a great pun. <laughs> really? <laughs> That's where the name came from. But they're just really cool guys. I've, I've really enjoyed their friendship and, 
It's one of those, we've been trying to put together a show together and it's to where all three of us actually get together and do a show. It's, it's, it's tricky because especially because I work nights and I think Mike's actually working nights now. Uh, and it, and it does scheduling of, of three people does get tricky. And, you know, we don't live that far apart, really. We're probably within five minutes of each other, but it is a little bit tricky trying to orchestrate the whole thing. So, but it, it, I definitely want to uh, put something together and we're, we're trying. It's just, it, again, logistics, but you can get all of our stuff from all three of us at surprisemfers.com because they don't like when you put profanity in the name. But yeah, you'd find us all there and yeah, check it all out. If you aren't already listening to the Couch Potato Files and, and the Mike Jolitz show, something's wrong with you. If you, if you listen to me at all and you've made it this far into the show, you're going to enjoy those guys. Uh, they're funny as hell. <laughs> and, and Couch Potato Files has really turned into a, a snarky conspiracy theory sort of stuff. And he's been doing for all, again, I've talked about it before, but for all of October, he's been doing this kind of, uh, horror serial killers series. And man, this shit is fucked up. But yeah, check it out. Uh, surprisemfers.com. <laughs> but let's cue the music because I have to cue the music and, and turn it up. But I think that's going to do it for me this week. Thank you so much for, for listening. And you can get the links to all of these stories I have covered and the video of the, the noise-canceling fork in action and some shots of this uh, golden grilled cheese and Miss Scarlet Vixen herself and her, you know, $70,000 feet at odddadout.blogspot.com you click one of the links at the top to subscribe whether you're using Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spreaker, Stitcher or whatever and check me out on Facebook and Twitter at odddadout or odddadout at gmail.com so much to cram into a minute I know but until next week I'm Adam Higgins thank you and good night